Hello and welcome to the uh, 10th episode of the IMO podcast. Um, yeah, crazy. Number 10. Number 10. The 10th week of doing this. This is fucking weird. Um, I've, I've come to an acceptance in my life where if anything that I say is weird, it's usually something good going on in my life. And the fact that I've managed to sustain doing this for 10 episodes is pretty fucking great. Um, and, you know, just the growth and all of that. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome seeing 10 episodes. Like number 10, that's the official. That's the same amount as the commandments by Moses. Ah, comparing it to that. Bullshit. Anyway, skip the boring joke. How you guys been? Um, I hope you're all doing well. hope you're all doing fine. I hope you're all um, living, uh, you know, coping with everything that's going on. Still, the world is fucked. There's no recovery point. Um... I feel like I'm going to have to be saying that for the rest of my life because the world is always fucked and there's no recovering point and the only recovering point is for you to be like, fuck it, the world is always fucked. I'm going to accept it. Doesn't matter. Let me just, uh, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I had, a, I had a weird week. Um, today was a weird day. Uh, what's it called? So today woke up pretty late um, and then... I had my breakfast the same time I usually have my lunch, my uh, lunch, which is quite annoying. Um, but I got through that, and then uh, had my breakfast, and then you know just played some video games, won a match of Apex, which got me hyped up for the rest of the day, and then um, did that, and uh, won a match of Apex, got me hyped up for the rest of the day. I'm trying to remember and recall the exact memory. Sorry, guys. And then um, my sister prepared like a cheese board, you know those cheese balls with the camembert and the and the and the walnuts and the, all that shit, you know walnuts. And then um, I decided to say, hey, my sister knows I'm allergic to walnuts. Let me have, let me have some of this, some of this cheese board. I was getting ready to record the podcast, have my tea brewing, and already just to get that energy up. Uh, by the way, the date today is the 25th of the August 2020, and uh, the time is 10.41, 22.41 for my military people, 2.241 for uh, my actual military people. Um, so, yeah, I had that, and then uh, she was. Uh, I had a bit of the uh, uh, mozzarella mixed with the tomatoes and the basil. And uh, lucky, if you know it, there were some sprinkles of uh, walnuts in there. And it gave me another allergic reaction. If you go back to one of my episodes, I forgot which episode it was. I think it was episode five where I had the same allergic reaction. And basically, I felt like I was going to fucking suffocate. And and I just went, I just like, fuck it. I might not be able to record today because this is a horrible time to get, you know, the uh, all nuts and you know my energy levels are typically low during the time of recording this so sorry if this is not as exciting as most episodes i'm trying my best um but you know i have to dedicate to a wednesday dedicate to wednesday fucking do it on wednesday you pussy and then uh, that's basically what my head was saying do it for uh, a wednesday motherfucker post it on a wednesday bitch ass and um so I go out, I needed a ginger shot, and the only place that sells a ginger shot is Marks and Spencer's that I know for sure would have it, because that's rich white people territory, and rich white people territory love their ginger shots, so if there's no uh, ginger shot in M&S, then I'm pretty sure M&S has gone mad, 
So, and uh, by the time I got the allergic reaction, Memonas was closed. And so the secondary option was um, the Tesco near uh, Romford Station, which is the area I live in. Um, I go there, no ginger shop. And I was just panicking. I was crazy and fucking bullshit. Uh, before that, actually, backtrack. I knew that I, I forgot an important detail. See, I'm telling you, my energy levels aren't as strong, but I'm keeping up, boys. I'm keeping up. Um, and girls and Zs and Zer, yeah, all the all the all the all the craziness. Um, so uh, all the crazy pronouns start going on. Well, crazy as new. I don't call them crazy. Um. So I had uh, I meditated, and uh, during the, the whole day, I was I was I had a bit of anxiety throughout the whole day, just like an anxiety lingering, as like a slithering snake in my heart going up, you know, you know that type of anxiety. And um, I uh, then I meditate for the second time of the day, and the because I let myself loose, the anxiety kicked in, and I was basically having an anxiety attack while I was meditating, which is very strange, very conflicting emotions. Imagine how ironic, the, uh, ironic that is. Like I was using, I had an anxiety while I was meditating. Um, maybe that's the title for this episode. Who knows? Um, so. Yeah, I had an anxiety while I was meditating, and it was very uncomfortable. And then when I recovered, the anxiety attack was still there. It wasn't going away. And then I had the mozzarella with the walnuts residue on it, with the contamination of the walnuts. Um, uh, and then th- that basically doubled down. And uh, But it didn't It didn't make it worse, surprisingly. It, it kind of made it better because I'm like, yo, back to reality, uh, anxiety isn't... Is it that big of a deal? You, you, your throat is fucking pain in pain right now, and you need to get that sorted, mate. So it was more uh, like, uh, fuck, forget about feelings. I'm dying. Um, <laughs> sort of situation. Have you ever been in one of those? It's like the closest thing would be, yo, forget about your suicide thoughts. Your mom just died. You know that that sort of thing. Is that relatable? That's not relatable. That's just stupid. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Um. So, yeah, I did that, and then I had the, the walnut allergy uh, triggered again. So I had to go out and go get a ginger shot. MS was code to Tesco nearby or didn't have a ginger shot. And then, uh, what do you know? I was wearing, uh, my, when I was out, I was wearing one of my favorite coats, which is like a double-breasted uh, wool pea coat from French Connection. I have so many memories with that coat. My favorite memory, and I was wearing the umbrella that I was that I was, I was holding the umbrella because it was raining. The same umbrella that I had during that favorite memory. So it was pretty weird. So it was on during my uh, first after my first year at my sixth form. Um, I did the drama uh, for my first year. The drama politics. Um, what else did I do? Drama politics. Uh, fuck! I, I just forgot my A levels. Drama politics and a film study. So those were the three A levels that I did. Planning to become a film director, that was my hopes and dreams. So I was like, "Fuck it, let's do film studies." And uh, by the way, uh, I don't recommend film studies to anyone. It's not a good course. It will make you hate film more than like it. But if you're interested in the study of society with an art and how art affects society and how society affects art, then yeah, do film studies. But if you're interested in becoming a filmmaker, I don't know. I wouldn't recommend it as an A level. No, don't, don't. I'm not going into the argument of, well, why do you need to study film? The only way to know film is to actually do film. Well, this is a free course, you know. 
it's not a university course where you're paying. It's a, it's a banal uh, argument to compare both of those arguments, you know. But um, so I did film studies. I, you know, I, it's not like uh, I don't recommend film studies A level because of that argument. It's just because it just was a bad course. It wasn't. It wasn't very well uh, established and. Uh, I don't know. I just didn't do well in it. That's what I'm saying. I just flunked in it, and now I'm blaming the course. So, you know, don't blame the player. I hate the game. Blame the game. Um, sort of thing. Uh, so, yeah, film studies, drama, and uh, politics. I liked politics a lot for some reason. And um, it was me retaking... Uh, before that, I had to retake my GCSEs, which is the, um, the secondary school for people abroad. So you go from kindergarten, to, which is primary school, to secondary school, which is like year seven to year uh, 10, I believe, or something like that. And then then you're in high school, which is where you do two years, and then you go to uni. And that's what sixth form is, basically high school for the for other for the people abroad in a, in a more broad explanation for you guys so uh, i felt my gcse's because i came in during year nine and uh, i basically didn't give a shit about life that well i didn't know the extremities of the situation of like the gcse's are that important and year nine is literally you come in you do year nine and then you have to choose your gcse so i chose the hardest gcse's and i only got out with an a in maths a c in physics and um uh, and a C in English. So in, in the UK, the main things that you need are maths and English to be qualified to actually get a job. Um, yeah, so that's it. And then, uh, which is very confusing for me because my English improved later on and throughout the years. Um, uh, so, uh, so I only had three grades that, that I've passed. You know, anything above a C is considered passed. The rest of the, uh, the rest of everything I just flunked. So I had to retake. Uh, I just had to retake some GCSEs and just get a passing grade so I can later on be qualified to do the A-levels. Um, and then the A-levels that I chose, uh, initially I wanted to do maths and uh, and uh, film production, uh, the B-Tech. And uh, my sister was like, no, you're stupid. Don't do maths. That's hard. And don't do the film B-Tech because that's uh, stupid because you won't go anywhere with that. So thank God she was right in a, in a sense. So I did um, maths and then film studies and then I did drama just because. And then um, drama I absolutely hated. The teacher was um, never supportive at all. Um, she, 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 she had an issue with me because I wasn't, again, I partly blame myself, but she wasn't, she didn't, she didn't see go hey Yusuf you're messing up you need to sort yourself out it was more of yeah just do and see what happens it wasn't like her giving me advice on certain situations and she did she wasn't a good guide in a way but because it was some sort of b-tech way oh it's all about the course I can worry about your performance I don't do shit so it was, it was she was a lazy teacher but at the same time I was also a bad student you know um so because of that, during second year, I was a bad student because my film studies were just, I was doing badly and my politics I was doing badly. Like, I just didn't care. The reason why I didn't care about politics is because the first essay I got a C without even working hard on it. Like, I just did it in a matter of, of, of like, two hours and I got a C. So I thought, yeah, I'm going to be good later on, which I was technically right, but it's but also wrong at the same time. Like, 
uh, which I'll go uh, further into. So um, I go, uh, so uh, I'm, I'm progressing to second year and uh, my grades are utter crap. I failed the drama. Um, I failed, uh, also, by the way, I failed the drama because uh, uh, you're supposed to do these logs and uh, I didn't finish my logs and uh, basically the teacher was like, finish these so I can give you a grade. I'll be waiting for you to just knock on the door. And then I'm, I've given my logs in and then she just dips. She, she just wanted me to fail the course and just ditch it. Which in, in turn later on it turned out to be a great downfall. And then which later led me into a be- better sort of situation later on. Um like she she had she knew that this was the right thing to do because she was nagging at one of the teachers it's like oh no I don't like him he's not a good student and all that shit and then so I was basically leaving because second year of the drama is much tougher and if you don't have your, your grips right on the first year you're gonna flunk second year so it was more of a, of a calculated situation she's like you know what fuck this guy I'm, he's, he, I'm making him flunk this year so I flunked drama and then, obviously, I could progress on to politics and film studies. But because my grades are bad, that, that's what happened. So, um, my politics teacher, God bless him, comes up to me. And my film studies teacher, they both talk to me. And they say, um, Yusuf, you, you, you can technically progress to second year doing your politics and, dra- and politics and film studies. But because of your grades, we don't think that's a good idea. And the, the drama, just forget about it. You've, you've flunked it. So we're trying to find a replacement for you. Um, so I'm put in a position where I have to take a law BTEC, uh, just half of a BTEC. So I'm going to end up, after uni, I'm going to end up with two A-levels and half a BTEC. So that was a horrible situation. And then uh, luckily for me, my uh, law teacher was the same teacher. Uh, oh, during that day, I was wearing the coat and the umbrella. So it was it was, it was very symbolic uh, for me to meet a friend from here this one today while I was wearing the coat and umbrella who I met when I was in the same situation and they just talked to me and they said they had a similar situation as well. So it was very strange. Um, I will elaborate later on. Um, so um, I gave my film, my film and politics teacher a promise that I will improve, like I was predicted ease, which is the lowest grade possible. And then, um, uh, what's it called? Predicted ease, which is the lowest grade possible. And... And uh, they just said, okay, we're going to save you by giving you this law BTEC, but you're going to end up with two A-levels and half a BTEC. And then I was like, okay, two A-levels and half a BTEC is better than just doing a BTEC and starting from scratch. And I was a retech anyway, and the ability for me to get free tuition at that age was gone after that year. So even if I could retake it, I couldn't because I already retook my GCSEs. So it was a sort of a age situation so uh btec and then my the law teacher was the same law teacher that taught me law during my gcse yeah i took on the gcse btec and then i had a friend my good friend quinn and she was like do what i did which is she was in a similar situation which is finish the law btec and 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 uh, finish the actual full because the full btec is equivalent to an a level so finish that in one year it's pretty easy so i just spoke to the law teacher and she was like yeah you can do it in one year so i was in a position where i could have um, two uh, uh, like three whole A level equivalents. So I the two film studies and and the uh, law and the politics, and then 
I had the Arabic on the side, which I knew I was going to do well. So that was sort of the safe zone. Um, that's why I just took the risk. Um, Arabic A-level, I knew it was going to pass anyway, because I can read and write that so easily. And then... Um, so I'm I'm in a position where I have to finish a two year course in one year, uh, a position and, and a position where I have to boost two grades from the lowest grade possible to the highest grade possible that I'm capable of, and I'm basically seen as stupid in front of both of my teachers, and I've only got one teacher there to support me, uh, which her name's Aziza. God bless her. And then um. So Aziza was like, yeah, you can finish the law B taking the, the, the two-year course in one year. And then now I just had to focus on on the... Uh, because the law B tech, I, I finished that in a matter of time so quickly. And then um, uh, later on, I had to deal with uh, uh, the, 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 the film studies and the politics. I managed to boost my predicted E to an A with just getting A's on all the essays. And then for film studies, I managed to boost it to a B through my essay writing and my coursework. He would have given me an A, but he didn't want to put pressure on me. So I was at a point where I was predicted an A in the Arabic, predicted a B, obviously an A in an Arabic, an A, an a in politics, a B in film studies, and I was on the verge to get a full distinction style. Now there's six modules within the law BTEC, like three for each year, and it's based on like the highest thing you can get as a distinction style. So I got six distinction styles on the on the law. Uh, that was my predict, and I managed to get an offer from King's College London, which is top thirty best uni ever. And um, yeah, I was, I was. It was such a great redemption story. It was just fascinating how I got through this, and uh, I got the offer. I got an offer from King's College, and I got an offer from Queen Mary, and um, just uh, did the exams, waited on results. They knew I was going to flunk the film studies because I just didn't focus on that that much i knew because i relied on the film study on the arabic later on just to get the a and um uh, but i needed to focus on the politics now my essay writing in the politics is great but the problem is when it came to the exam i just got nervous and it was due to the fact that i was under caffeine pills at the time and my sleep wasn't as organized which my policy teacher said so many times organize your sleep organize your sleep it's time to organize your sleep and i just never gave a shit uh, and it's tough for, you know, being at the age of 19, which is, uh, I'm not blaming my environment, I'm fully blaming myself, but I just want to add extra facts. You know, 19 is the highest age of suicide among teenagers. So it was also tough at that age. Uh, and I was 19 at the time when doing that exam. So it was just a lot of anxiety of situations, situations with, with a girl at, at sixth form. Uh, also added on to that it's just a, a lot that I had to deal with and then when the exam came I was just hella nervous didn't uh, outperform didn't perform well I wasn't prepared fully blame myself for it I'm just not making excuses I, like it's not it's 85% my fault I'm just saying that why I got didn't do well in the public exam so it, it, on the results day which was also the day I performed at the Up the Creek Comedy Club in front of 315 people so on results day um I was given the uh, the uh, what's it called? Uh, I was declined from King's College, and I was given a uh, a 
another offer from Queen Mary for film studies, unconditional. And I thought I got accepted into Queen Mary for politics, but it would turn out to be for film studies. Then I, I went to the uni just to pick up my grades. And I saw that the, I got a C in my politics. I got flunked the film studies, got a D in that. Uh, thank God my coursework was an A though, but flunked the exam. And then I got an A in Arabic. So I was, but there was no grade for the law B tech which was six distinctions. And uh, unfortunately, the law BTEC grade didn't register on the edXL website. So uh, even though I had the chance to go to get to King's College via clearing, there was no chance for me to get there without legitimizing the grade. So by the time the grade legitimized, I still could not go through clearing because the politics uh, class was full by that time. So it was... It was an unlucky situation. And then on that day, I had to go perform at Up the Creek Comedy Club. Uh, it was on the 15th of August, yeah. Um, which I posted a clip on my Instagram, and I have a picture of it on my Instagram, at Yusuf101. Yusuf, in the same way the podcast is written, and 101101 uh, on my Instagram, which I posted that on that day. And uh, it was a, a sort of blackout, uh, comedy blackout situation where if you, this is how the gig is at Up the Creek for the open mic session, which is a great club, 315 people, the laughs are insane. Um, and this was my 15th gig, so not that good of an experience, just winging it, blind confidence and a disappointment in myself and i managed to get into city university which is still a decent university but obviously could have gone a better university but you know luck has it and luck does it everything's there for a reason and you just got to persevere for our life um i firmly believe that everything happens for a reason so uh, c is decent tony blair went there gandhi went there margaret thatcher went there um uh, the guy who invented the nhs and um and welfare state for the UK. The NHS is free healthcare for those countries out there. Um, so he went there. Clement Attlee is his name. And he was the leader of the first uh, uh, Labour Party to ever win the par- parliamentary vote. So um, so he was the first Labour Prime Minister. That's what I'm basically trying to say. So there's a lot of history for City. Um, so, yeah, that happened. And... Um, so I got into City. It's you know it's it's a it's a silver lining in the situation. I was happy I got into City, and um, it was very. I'm very lucky with my life. I'm very fortunate. I'm very. I still think I'm fortunate for the fact that I've managed to talk for this long. Every time I record, I'm just worried. What am I going to say? And um, so yeah, I got into City, and I was uh, getting a performance going on the 15th of August on that day, 315 people, same, uh, Dave Chappelle performed there two months ago, so it was like, his DNA is still there, and I was like, I was stoked, I was fucking stoked, and I know Mo Gilligan performs there a lot, and uh, Kay Kurd, uh, Kay Kurd, he's a Kurdistani uh, comedian, he's very funny, never met him in person, but he's fucking hilarious, so go on his Instagram, and uh, he's fucking hilarious. Um, Mo Gilligan, obviously. I don't find Mo Gilligan that funny. Not going to lie. So I'll say it to his face if I meet him. I was like, I don't find you that funny. You're not my type. I'll say it to his face. I don't give a shit. Um, Mo Gilligan is my benchmark to see people's humor. Like, do you think Mo Gilligan is funny? Yeah. Do you think Frankie Boyle is funny? No. So if you, if you prefer Mo Gilligan over Frankie Boyle in the uk i'm like yeah no, 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 no. i sort of know your 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 um your uh spectrum of comedic uh of, of spectrum of humor 
so to say. So I was getting ready, and the way this the up the creek blackout works was, um, uh, you get two minutes where you're not booed off, and after the two minutes, the screen blacks out, and this and the and the the crowd can just if uh, the crowd is given three cards, and each and the members are and the cards are given randomly to three people. So they give out free cards, and if free cards are, are taken, you're kicked off the stage. Um, so the free cards were um, given to. Uh, I don't want to make this as an excuse because funny is funny no matter what. Um, but I'm just giving it as a story. So funny is funny no matter what, and I did flunk that day, um, technically. Um, so the free cards were women. I don't know if there's a. Sex is an integral part of humor, but funny is funny. I don't think, I don't think it matters. But uh, yeah, funny is funny. Jokes were bad. I used to think that oh, because they're women and it just messed me up. But nah, funny is funny. Um. So yeah, a opening joke fucking kills. Like it just works. And then later on, I'm trying to develop because I got excited. Like, what the fuck? These it's the first time I, f I feel what comedians feel, which is the addiction of laughter. It's just coming into me like the laughter is so strong. And then, uh, and then later on, I'm developing the premises, joke after joke, like two jokes, three jokes land, and then uh, the premise for another joke that I'm trying to develop, it, it absolutely flunks because it took me a while to just hit the premise to hit the punchline like literally a second from hitting the punchline for the joke uh i get booed off stage and you know um i don't it was like i was counting on this to be a good day uh to be a good redemption moment after the whole uh you know a level fiasco which was i was unlucky with but yeah and then uh, I told my uh, older brother that, uh, that that I was performing. So I have three brothers, and this was the youngest out. Of them. I have four brothers, and this was the second youngest out of them. He's two years older than me, or a year older. I'm not sure. I've never known him for too long. I'm too uh, embarrassed to ask. And then, um, so basically, uh, he's there. I didn't know he was going to be there. So he sees me performing, and I'm like, yo, that, uh, yo, you, and then he comes in and cheers me up, yo, that was good, that was really good, it's your 15th gig, don't worry, you did well, stop trying to uh, piss yourself up, you did well, but I was like, deep down, I'm like, nah, this is, this is bad, what happened, and then, um, and then uh, now I'm like, yeah, it was good for a 15th gig, you know, it was good. To, to make to get one major laugh from a 15th gig and the fact that I was, all my comedian friends were like yeah you weren't nervous you were just confident and you were just you didn't sense any nervousness or anything but it was deep down I was like oh I was screeching and dying um so yeah that's the story behind my A-level days which which transcended from a, a coat and an umbrella so I meet these friends and her new boyfriend, which I've never met before, and I've never—it's been a while since I've seen this. Like ever since the split from um, uh, from my sixth form, I've just never seen her. So we just start chatting, and she's telling me her story with the grades and all that, and how she managed to have like a panic attack during the exam, and she couldn't breathe, and they didn't allow her to reset, and she basically failed. Um, and just how unfair the sixth form was with her, which, by the way, it's, it's one of those sixth forms where you get in by the fact that you live in that borough. So, you know, it was, it's not particularly known for its excellence. Um, 
so yeah we just chat and then i see i look to my left and i see someone who i had in my sociology class when i was retaking my gcse's and i just say oh, dude, wait i know this one. Oh, wait i just turned back to my friend so now it's awkward if i just go turn in and say hi and then after she was with some guy that i couldn't visually tell because of the facial mask and she was wearing a facial mask as well but i just could you know what i mean and then um but i was able to tell who she was because she she sat next to me during my sociology class and I, and then she taps me in the shoulder i thought it was her boyfriend to go next to us i was like oh fuck I'm, i don't want to say hi and then deal with another conversation between a boyfriend and girlfriend i'm single and i don't want to fucking deal with this i just don't want to deal with happy people i don't want to deal with happy people at the moment um who are having a relationship and like wait but this fucking person got a boyfriend or a girlfriend and i'm not getting one like what the fuck what the fuck's wrong with me yeah fucking yeah so that's why i avoided her and then she taps me in the shoulder and then i'm like oh what and then what do you know my best friend kieran is the man that she was next to and obviously he's not in a relationship with anyone so i just i was like and then i explained to her i basically tell her this which is me not wanting to deal with a conversation between a boyfriend and a girlfriend again because it's i just dealt with one and then um i tell the first person that i was talking to hey this is my best friend kieran and this is someone that i have that i know from my sociology class and so by simple rule of democracy, I just need to go and chat to my friend Kieran. I've been chatting to you for this long and uh, you've gotten all the, my attention. But now I just want to go to chat with my best friend. And he's like, yeah, okay, cool. Makes sense. <laughs> and then, which pissed me off because I had a lot to say, but she just stole, stole, stole my shine. Like she just went on her story. I was like, she mentioned, uh, she mentioned, she mentioned a story about her friend getting stabbed. And I was like, oh, fuck you. Honestly, why do you have to? And now I can't recover from that. I can't. It's like it's like a good comedian following up, uh, following like a, a really good comedian when you're a noob. It's, it was tough following the story of a friend getting stabbed. And I was like, where the fuck am I going to go with this? I'm not that. My life isn't that tragic. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm going to mention the 2006 uh, war between Israel and Lebanon. Fuck that shit. I survived that. I should have friend getting stabbed. I survived the war, bitch. And I was going to mention that just because it was like a struggle warfare in front of a white person. And I did not accept the fact that a white person had a bigger struggle than an Arab. I just did not accept that. No, just didn't and i was willing I, was, I had fire ready fire i was gonna mm, mm, mm. you know i just had it ready i was gonna fucking and then my friend comes in and i was like he saves the day not saves the day but pisses me off because and i had to go with him because i couldn't tell the story of my struggle so that she'd feel more worse like how can a white person have a bigger struggle than me i just did not accept that you know and then um so this is all today by the way and then um uh, so I just walk with my friend to chat to uh, the, the girl that I used to send my sociology class who I haven't seen in ages. Uh, turns out she had a boob reduction, which is weird that my friend pointed out. And then uh, I was like, okay, had a boob reduction. Great. Still, still, they still look nice. So if you're hearing this, yeah, boobs look great. Don't, don't get insecure about them. Um, she had nice Jordans on. Uh, and then I'm trying to care and I'm like, wait, you're still friends with this person and you never told me I'm your best friend. It's like, listen, I, he managed to dodge it. And I was like, yeah, bastard. Yeah, fucking bastard. And then she remembers a conversation of me telling her that I make a better lasagna than her. Now, I don't cook lasagna, but I remember this conversation, me telling her that my lasagna is better than yours. Like, I, just, I know how to cook it. And she was like, oh, she, she came up to me. I was, this was back in the sociology class. So four years ago, I believe, uh, 
she was like, oh, I made lasagna. And I was like, that's not how you cook lasagna. My lasagna is better than yours. Now keep in mind, I've never cooked lasagna in my life. I was just taking the piss. And I had to tell her that I've never cooked lasagna in my life. Um, and I was taking the piss. And that further added onto the joke, which it gave me a, a certain joy. Uh, and then now I'm stuck with my best friend. Well, stuck is a bad uh, term, but I, I'm with my best friend, you know, and uh, he just knows where I live. And we decide to walk to the same direction in which I'm going back to, knowing that I couldn't find a ginger shot. And it just, it just it further, uh, it just decreased the symptoms of the nut allergy and the anxiety. Just meeting all these people and just talking to them, just talking. The power of talking is just brilliant. Talking about. The, the subject that you're not talking about or that you that's not happening at the moment and just discussing stuff is talking is a great distraction from stuff you know it's not healthy i don't think that uh, i don't know if it's healthy but it just, it just helped me out that at that moment and i was like okay yeah i'm gonna talk about this in my podcast just being these two people so i'm walking back with my mate and then what do you know the first encounter between the girl and her boyfriend not uh, uh, they're on the same road as us and um my best friend tells me that one of my close friends in six who I broke out of contact with, even though we're close, we, listen, I have a situation with friends where we're good friends, but I just don't contact you, but you know I'm a good friend. You know, that sort of thing. Because, And then uh, he he announced himself as, announced herself as a trans. Uh, her, her name was Josh, now she's Fern Fritz. Fern Fritz. And I was like, yo, I've been DMing you as Josh, and you never bothered to correct me as fun and i'm like fuck uh he lives on the same street as me which is crazy but when we never hung out and you, you never corrected me telling me that you're you're fun i'm like fucking bastard and then um he would have said well you i knew you were a sexist pig <laughs> no nah, i'm joking i love him i love him so much he's one of my best friends uh well josh turned to f- she's one of my best friends now um, it's going to take me a while to get used to that just, just because I just heard the news today. And then sh- sh- the f- the friend with the boyfriend knows Fern. And then basically I just started the conversation with, hey, Fern. And he was like, yeah, yeah, she announced herself as trans. And we just had this conversation about a dear friend who Kieran knows and the girl knows. Pardon me, I forgot her name. And her boyfriend, Nick. I know her Nick, Nick's her boyfriend, which I just met today. Well, that's not only natural because for me to remember a name that I just knew today, Nick, and then Kieran, and then we're having a conversation, and then we're, we're at the bus stop, and uh, what do you know? Eddie, my friend Eddie and Fran, who was Fern's ex, who is Fern's ex, come in, and we start elaborating on the Fern situation, and we say, hi, Fran used to go to my uh, secondary school. Um so we know each other, but we never became close. But she's always been chill, and I've always been nice to her. Um, and then my friend Eddie, who who always comes in when I go D&D with my mates and just chills and plays music out loud from his headphones. He doesn't get into D&D, he just comes there and chills. And then Fran was there as well. I think Fran's going to join my, my D&D session. It's just cool. It's nice to get to know know her again you know just uh, uh, um, discover the new personality that she made she got great GCSEs and never did uh, she got good A levels but never went to uni or maybe she got good GCSEs but never went to sixth form um, some people are like that you know I find it strange because I'm in an Arabic family where you are nothing without a uni degree Yusuf sorry that was African I don't know listen fuck it I announced myself as North African Actually, no, I can't. Rachel, I'll leave Rachel Dolls out to do that. 
um what's what else um yeah so that happened and then me and my friend have a conversation and you know um yeah we just chat and then he says goodbye he says i'm i'm walking back home and i was like well i got i got to record this episode i'm excited to record this episode because of all this strange sequence of events and then, and i also knew that i didn't have my phone so my mom was panicking for 100 percent fact but i didn't give a shit <laughs> so i was like listen i'm just chilling with these people i haven't seen them in ages so i come back and then uh, I see my older brother leaving the house just to go. And I knew he was going to look for me. But then I just knew that. And then he sees me and goes back. And I was like, okay, I saved the day. I saved the day on the brink of time. Because thank God my little brother, my older brother didn't go come looking for me. Um, so that's what happens on, um, on, uh, on what's it called, that day. Today. And now I'm recording. I had a cup of tea and now I'm recording. Don't think I'm going to get as good sleep. But listen, I'm a servant for you guys. So I'll do anything to provide what I promised to you. So I'm not saying I'd be grateful. I'm just saying that's my mentality. You guys, like, I'd, I'd risk everything for you guys, you know. So plus, it's just shitty sleep. I'm sure everybody deals with that. Um, you know, tea and the caffeine affects me. I don't, I don't drink caffeine that much. Um, because I'm so like low in body fat and all that shit. Um, so yeah, be grateful, bitches. I'm just, I'm joking, man. It's just my mentality. It's like, uh, I'm for you. I'm, I'm serving for you guys. You know, that whole James Brown thing where, ladies and gentlemen, I'm for you and you're for me. And we're all for God. Did I forget any song? And then the woman mentions it and then she's like, ah, fuck it. Hit me. Bow, 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 bow. Uh, so is that sort of situation? That's the mentality I'm having during recording this podcast. Um, so, and I promise you guys, every Wednesday is an episode. Uh, don't think, oh, you, you shouldn't pressure yourself for the episodes. Now, nah, fuck you. Pressure is needed to do good, great work. Uh, but you just, no, 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 you listen, do a podcast and you'll understand. Um, so that happened. And then Sunday, I went to work. And then uh, Tuesday, no, Saturday, sorry. I just burped. And you guys probably heard it. I am sorry for the disgust. Please do not skip. Um, so Saturday, what happened was oh, on Wednesday, which is the day last episode was published, I had a consultation meeting with my uh, manager. And then um, basically, she basically says, I got rejected for the virtual concierge. Which, um, I'm recording. I'm going to finish soon. You're going to have to handle it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me close the door properly. One second. My sister just says, you got a lot to solve that. Fuck you, she's gonna have to handle it no matter what fucking causing me allergies. Fuck you. And then um Um what was I talking? So Wednesday, which is the day the podcast came, I had a consultation meeting with my manager, which was my manager, you know, we had consultation meetings because um I'm getting laid off, you know. And uh she says I get rejected for the virtual concierge meeting and uh wait, this is after the second consultation so the consultation meeting happens and um basically she says there's a potential for a job for you but i haven't confirmed it yet so that's why i invite you to the third consultation meeting uh on saturday so i get to saturday and 
what do you know? I'm saved from getting laid off. I'm going to move departments from the Harrods gift shop to the Harrods toys. Um, I should not have said that because the public knows about this. Bye. Who cares? Fuck it. Say hi to me. So it's great to just stay in where I work. You know, that whole anxiety of getting fired is no longer existent. Life works in strange and mysterious ways, guys. Life works in strange and mysterious ways. So that's what happened on Saturday and Sunday was just a normal day of work. Um, so that happened. And then, oh, my whole family is sleeping. It's nearly, it's 11, 20. Hello, this, this is how late I'm recording this. Uh, Thursday was D&D, and uh, I avoided all the alcohol and drugs. All of it, because I promised straight edge, I promised a straight edge lifestyle for at least five years. Um, which was very tough. Very tough. For a first encounter. And, um, uh, yeah. I just had to face it because I love D&D, I love chilling with these guys. So, yeah, that happened. And then my older brother decided to come back to England because not the one who's living the George Orwell lifestyle from the previous episode. My oldest, oldest brother just decided to come back because Corona seems shit and the economy's going bad, so why not return to a first world country? Yeah, and he was fun. It's nice talking to him. I love him. He was one of the best, one of the funniest people I know. So One of the smartest and wittiest, funniest people I know. That's my older brother. It was just fun seeing him again. You know, I, I never managed to afford a ticket to go back to Lebanon or Turkey, which are the countries he used to live in before he came here. But now he's officially living here, which is fantastic. I fucking love the guy. It's great to see him here. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. How many minutes is that? Uh, 41. Lol. What else can I say? Um, nothing much. Just played a lot of Apex Season 6. Um. Yeah, that's it. Got nothing much to do. That's been my week so far, guys. Nothing interesting apart from this day. I think it was interesting. And um, yeah, sorry for the short one. Last one was an hour. So this is uh, the equilibrium talking. Uh, see you guys. Love you all. Uh, enjoy y- your life and understand that you are living in a crazy time and you're going to tell your grandchildren about this crazy time. You know, they were like, oh, Daddy, well, how is that like in the Cold War? Well, no, 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 you ask your granddad about that. And then, or your dad, and then they're like, fuck, now you, your grandchildren, your children are going to ask you, Daddy, how was it like during the corona pandemic? Yeah, and I'm like, I almost got fired. Uh, started a podcast. Um, uh, that's it. <laughs> uh, if you want to listen to my history, this is great, because I, I love doing this podcast, because I don't care if it gets if it gets big. I just like the idea that my grandchildren are going to hear my thought processes, and my children later on are going to hear my thought processes. Like a weekly diary is great. So to all my grandchildren, if I make it out alive in this uh, life that God decides to end, grandchildren, children, great grandchildren, I love you all. You know, thanks for you know you're my seed, and you have part of me in you, and. I I love you if you're listening to this. And I love my listeners as well. I love, love you all. I love everyone. It's, thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Isn't it cute? I'm, I'm thanking my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren before. Who's, uh, who gives this shit about granddad's, great-granddad thoughts? Your great-granddad was a great man. Um, He, he won the war in Sparta. <laughs> Imagine. Um, Yeah, so see you guys. Bye-bye. I'm Leonidas.
and I love you all. And I just killed Xerxes, the motherfucker, with 300 Spartan armies and 400 slaves, 4,000 slaves with a bunch of Athenians. So it's not actually 300. We've spoke about this before. Play Assassin's Creed Odyssey and you will know. Bye-bye, guys.